I watched Home Alone two, and uh, I, or something one of those Home Alone movies, and I think one of the tricks was like they like, like they like they put soap on the ground and the two robbers were like, Whoa! like they <laughs> they, they kind of like slipped around and stuff, and then like so I did that to like. To in like like there's like a, there's a church building and then there's like a building next to the church that's like owned by the church but it's like like a house that's like owned by like you know people like hang around and stuff it's not technically a church but it's like owned by a church yeah. so like I like when I was by myself I just like put I just like squirted a bunch of like dish soap on the floor and then, of the place then, owned like, by the church yes yes Damn. I just like squirted a bunch of like dish soap on the floor and then like <laughs> Such a bunch. Like, I don't know if I like what is out there, but like, you know, like my brother came back from like he came home. He was like, he was like, oh, why is why there was like soap <laughs> on the floor? He's just like, he, and like I, I never told him it was me. I never told him it was just like a strange thing. That, it was like, God. He can't explain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was God. <laughs> yeah, it was divine. It was a, yeah, intervention. it was an act of God. Yeah. Well, speaking of uh, divine intervention, uh, God ordained me to. St- Start this episode. <laughs> Click. Remember that record that you bought me like two years ago? Well, I just remember that it's sitting in the closet. So I called you up just to tell you I've been meaning to listen to that. I've been meaning to listen to that. Why don't you come over and talk about it? Come over and talk about it. Welcome to I've Been Meaning to Listen to That, the podcast where we go through albums we've been meaning to listen to and use it as a conduit to learn about each other and our guests. Welcome to season three, baby. Oh, we have seasons? I I don't know. We just like, I just do like year. (laughs) I just do them by the years. I'm just like, uh, season one is like, you know, 2018 or whenever we started. So, um, God, that feels like forever ago. (laughs) Like 20... Like twenty, like nineteen, we started the show, I believe. So, okay. so uh, welcome to season three. Like this is crazy, and uh, man, oh man, Ezra, we we miss you so much already. Uh, we're like we're like totally uh, indebted to you, like for like making the show happen, and like mm-hmm. for like making me believe in myself. We'll we'll have them back, by the way. They're not gone forever. Like things aren't right. bad or anything like that. So we're we're very excited. Um, but in the meantime, we got some new co-hosts. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. This is news to me. I plucked these two. They they opened their um. They opened their they. I gave them two. I gave these two chocolate bars. I gave Michael and Sean like a chocolate bar, and they unwrapped it. Unwrap, 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 unwrap. That's the sound it makes when it unwraps. And they found two golden tickets. To the podcast factory, uh, with Andrew Ambrose Lee's podcast factory, and now we're trapped in Andrew's make... house. Yeah, and he's yeah. killing <laughs> us. Is that why Andrew's I'm driving me? you through a crazy, weird tunnel that has nothing to do with chocolate? You've at got all. these like <laughs> weird suction tubes run throughout your house. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, Andrew did um, call me earlier the Violet Beauregard of I've been meaning to listen to that, which I thought was interesting. Yeah, yeah, like because uh, you look like a. Big old blueberry. Yeah, fat, fat blueberry is what you said, actually. <laughs> yeah, Don't mince yeah. words. Big fat blue blueberry. I mean, he called me Augustus Gloop, so that, I feel like that's probably better. <laughs> yeah. But. 
So uh, neither of us is the winner. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> determined. That's right. That's right. Um, but yeah, like um, you, you opened your chocolate bars and you got two golden tickets and like your uh, both of you, by the way, like this is a coincidence. This is a coincidence. That's crazy. Like both of you have Uncle Charlie's that like their their leg injuries were cured immediately. I'm looking at my bed and they started like doing a crazy little He's jig. in my bed right now. I'm looking at him. Hey, he's been eating cabbage exclusively <laughs> up to this point. <laughs> and he finally gets to like listen to a podcast. The room smells so bad. As a reward for his awful life. Yeah. But uh, yeah, uh, that, that, all that to say, we got two new co hosts. It's Sean Wilkinson and Michael Limentado. What's up? What up? Hello, guys. Hello. Hello. Thanks for, thanks for allowing us to do this with you. Of course. Yeah. yeah. This is like, this is already so much fun. Uh, I hope. I don't know. Um, but like, yeah, we, this is exciting. We like, um, this is kind of like a soft reboot of the show in a weird way. But also like, we hope to just like, you know, keep what was good about, you know, the first two seasons of the show, but also like grow the show and also just like continue just to have some fun and continue to like meet new people yeah. and use music as a conduit to learn about <laughs> each other. And our guests. Absolutely. So, okay. So, like, uh, this is, like, uh, this episode co- is coming out. We did some, what's it called? Um, we did some episodes, like, no, no, no. Like, we did some uh, episodes, like, um, with Ezra, like, you know, beginning of January. Um, we're recording this a little ahead of time. But, like, this is the first, like, episode with the three of us for the new year. Mm-hmm. Or, like, it will be when you listen yeah. to it. Uh, it's not 2021 yet. Um, but like, but then he did New Year's coming up, you know, and it's like been a time to reflect. It's been a time to like think about our lives and what we would like to change, what we would like to, you know, stay the same, what we would like to improve. But like, do you guys have like New Year's resolutions? Do you guys like think of that at all at all? I don't really. I mean, time's a construct. And so, you know, New Year's doesn't really mean shit to me. Um, mm-hmm. no, that's not, no, I don't know. I don't really, I, I've never made resolutions for myself. I mean, I think working on yourself should be something that is always happening. I think to just put that towards the end of the year is kind of a, I don't know. I mean, if that's what you want to do, that's great. I'm saying there's nothing wrong with yeah. it. I just, not that there's anything uh, yeah. wrong with that. <laughs> Kramer, <laughs> Kramer. <laughs> but yeah, Michael, what about you? Like, do you have resolutions or? Well, recently I've been trying to budget a little bit better because I found I'm not saving as much money as I thought I would be like just literally being at home every day because I like I'm like, oh, I'm saving money. I can buy an Oculus Rift. Oh, you know, like (laughs) I should play Cyberpunk 2077. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I should interrupt you and say like I I never set resolutions, but like as soon as you said that, I was like, oh, that should be one of my resolutions. So, <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, in direct contrast to my uh, budgeting New Year's resolution, I've also recently um, bought a at home exercise bike. So that oh, I could like nice. exercise through the winter here. Because you're so embarrassed about living here. <laughs> yeah, wait, 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 we can't bring that up. We can't bring that up. No, no, no. No one knows <laughs> but that story. Like, but mic, I think it's funny mic. if we just like ha- mentioned that and like not know what the okay. is. I, I might, I might be okay with telling that story eventually. It just shows an ir- yeah, irreverence <laughs> to Veterans Day. That <laughs> it I do honestly not want isn't to that embarrassing. No, it's not that embarrassing, honestly. Like, okay. Well, I didn't, I didn't hear that story and think, wow, he hates veterans. So, (laughs) yeah. Wait, you can actually have that be the cold open if you want. (laughs) I know I made you promise, but you can. (laughs) 
my fingers were crossed. It's it's too I late. Know, I thought my yeah, Andrew's fingers were. Crossed. I thought my Keanu bit was super funny and like <laughs> worth it and like you know all that stuff. I but said. so what about um, you, Andrew? Do you have do you have yeah. resolutions? Uh yeah, like um so I bought a new TV and the resolution is 1080p. Beautiful. <laughs> You're not going for the 4K. <laughs> Um, yeah. no, not, not sure. yet. Um, 2022 or whatever. Um, 2077. But, uh, 2022p resolution. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jesus. This is how I laugh, by the way. Yeah, I don't like that. <laughs> I finally got vulnerable enough with the two of you to like show you my true laugh. Sure. Um, so. <laughs> wow. Um, proud of you. That's so beautiful. <laughs> Rare beauty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Resolutions. Um, you know, I, I want to live by the Conan O'Brien, you know, mantra of just like, don't be cynical and do good things of like, do the things you love and good things will yeah. happen. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to live by that mantra generally. Um, but it's also like, I want to have, I want to know what I'm working towards. You know, mm-hmm. I want to know why I'm doing the things I'm doing. Because beyond just like, I want it to like build to something you know i want to know what this is all building towards sure mm-hmm. i think i think that's like more it's like and that's a little vague like i'm definitely like hoping hoping also to like be more um concrete with smaller goals too of just like this is my this is a attainable goal within the next month and then these are the steps i could do to take up so uh yeah like that's really what i'm working towards and also 1080 <laughs> you know <laughs> Back that's to my second New Year's. Did a, did a full yeah. 1080. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That That's the other thing. I want to do a 1080 <laughs> on my skateboard. I did a so. 1080 the other day on my uh, ripstick. So oh try God. to keep up, Andrew. Oh, wow. <laughs> I spun around um, a few times the other day just in my room. So yeah. yeah I cool. like when I, whenever I eat like a plate of ribs, I like to spin the plate of ribs <laughs> around and like take chomps. When I'm between. eating corn, <laughs> I make sure to spin it. 180 oh, I, degrees. I, that's crazy because I do it um, cartoon typewriter style. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, welcome to the show. Welcome to Ivan Mean to listen to that. To, to that. Um, and we're here to talk about Orville Peck, the mass singer himself. <laughs> that's what the, every, for every season of like the mass singer on Ken's day, you know, that's Ken, the, the, the day on NBC where Ken Jung is on two shows, so it's Ken's day. Wait, do you really call it Ken's day? <laughs> he he, he called it Ken's day. It's like and like you know his community like uh, castmates like kind of rib him for that. It's like yeah, just like rightly just so. like calling Wednesday rightly like so. Ken's day. <laughs> Um, uh, by the way, like this episode will come out the day before Ken's day. <laughs> so be on so, the lookout for um, Ken Jong's episode when you get Ken Jong as a guest. <laughs> I would love Ken. Like, I would like, I, I genuinely, like, I know he can like, you know, he could be like a much sometimes, but I think I genuinely kind of respect. No, I like Ken Jong. I think he's funny. Himself. Yeah. I just he's don't funny think you should call like, Wednesdays Ken, Ken's days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. His, his story is inspiring. Just like being a doctor, then like, I don't want to do this anymore. And like being yeah. a comedian, like, mm-hmm. that's great. Um, but then, um, um, so we're talking about Orville Peck. This is a Sean's pick. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. You now Sean wanted to talk about Pony uh, by Orville Peck. So, and the, the, the album Pony goes a little like this. Blam, 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 
Wham. I'm just a bachelor. You gotta know. No, she's singing way too much. Don't you want to tell me to ride? I ride it. Been my pony. Ride. Don't ride it. My pony. Ride in my pony. Wait, yeah, that's the song. Uh, to transition out of Andrew's singing, Sean, can you tell us a little bit about why you picked this album? What draws you to Whoa, it? Whoa, look at Michael hosting. <laughs> like, We're co-hosts. <laughs> I have co-host questions. That's co-host questions. Co-host questions. Co-host questions. By the way, this is a segment called co-host, co-host questions. Co-host questions. Co-host questions. Co-host questions. Uh, yeah, no, I. there's a lot of reasons I really love this album and Orville Peck in general. Um, I think this album is just a great blend of country and like punk as well. And there's Mm -hmm. a lot of punk influence on it. Oh, wow. And, um, but no, I really, the thing that really caught my attention with this is that, and what really made me appreciate it, I guess, I don't even know that's a good way to put it, but this album really helped open my mind up to a genre of music that I felt like I didn't belong or like I hmm. wasn't allowed to listen to essentially. Cause I don't know. I mean, country is, you know, has a currently has a conservative fan base pretty much. And sure. So, you yeah. know, Oh, go ahead. Oh, even more so than that. It's very straight. Yeah, exactly. Very hetero. Yeah. There's I've, well, and that's the other thing with this album too. It was, it was the first time I'd seen an, an openly gay country musician. Um, you know, it wasn't just someone who was expressing, they weren't an ally, essentially. You know, this is someone who's not afraid to be open with their sexuality and express it in their music. It's also not vague at all in the album. Yeah, like, yeah. it's very explicit, which is cool. No, not explicit, but like, it's not like it's, yeah, it's very gender neutral singing. It's like, I'm a man. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Right. Singing about men. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's talking yeah. like, yeah, he does a great job of like painting these pictures of his relationships. And I don't know. I just think it's really cool. And, you know, after learning about him and listening to this album, I got on like an Orville Peck hype and for like a solid month. And I was watching interviews, like listening to like anything I could find on him. And from there, like he put out a Spotify playlist of just songs he likes. And I followed that, listened to that. And from there I found like old country that I was like, that I love now, like John Prine, who's a folk singer. I found out about through Overall Peck and John Prine is now one of my favorite musicians and rest, rest in peace. But uh, it's really opened my mind to a genre that I felt like I didn't belong in. That's That's very cool. Yeah. And it's just a fun album too. I don't know. So Orville Peck, he is, he's a guy who, he wears a mask. He, he's a, he's a mask singer, as I, as I joked yes. hilariously. Um, <laughs> but like, yeah, he, like, there's not a lot known about like his, and, and like, that's like, um, okay, like, let me just get this all out. Like, um, so basically like Orville Peck, he wears a mask. He like, we don't know his real, like, you know, birth name and stuff like that. Like, or like what his face looks like. I mean, it's. It's out there it's if you know. Now. Yeah. If you, yeah, if oh. you really like deep dive, it's out there. Mm-hmm. I, but, didn't look at that. I didn't try to look at that. Well, and that's the thing too is he, like in so many interviews, he mentions that like people try to, you know, get rid of the mask. And he basically says like that defeats the whole purpose. Like, so yeah. it's out there, but it's not, at the same time, it's not worth knowing about like 
who is under the mask essentially yeah so it, it, so like the like he wears like a he wears like a leather mask and then he has like fringes yeah. like covering his mask like he has like these like color he he has like different masks with like different fringes and like they cover his mouth like like a curtain yeah, yeah. basically <laughs> and he wears like a cowboy hat and like he wears like a cowboy shirts and cowboy pants and cowboy yeah. boots and he looks like a movie character yeah. he looks like a he looks like a David Lynch character or like a like a, in a, he like in a Tarantino movie. I could mm-hmm. see that fitting in there somewhere. Just mm-hmm. if he, would, he if he showed up, I would be like, oh, like, that's right. weird. Um, that would make sense. So he talks about like, you know, why he wears the mask. Um, uh, and he's like he said that like uh, his one of his first like exposures to country music and one of his favorite musicians of all time is yeah. Dolly Parton, you know. And uh, when he saw Dolly Parton, he didn't know, per se, that Dolly, that was her. You know, he thought that she was doing yes. a character. He thought that she was, like, kind of playing, like, something. Like, he said, he, like, yeah, like, he thought she was, like, Pee Wee Herman. Where yeah, right, just, yeah. She's putting this, like, air on, like, a cartoon or, or uh, not a cartoon, a character, like you said. But recently, exactly. recently, though, Dolly Parton did come out and say that, her hair is a wig and she wears a brown <laughs> wig when she wants to go out and be normal, which I think is so funny. Like she yeah. is doing a character, but it's very consistent. But it's yeah, but yeah. it's like it's her at the same time. Like it's not yeah, she yeah, doesn't yeah, take yeah. it off and become a completely different person. It's just she puts on like a groucho mustache. <laughs> like, Hello, it's me, Polly Darton. Yeah. You're just like <laughs> Polly <laughs> Darton. Uh, that's like but, a very good. Uh, I was just, I was just thinking. About also, <laughs> yeah. And that's the other thing. It's like, it's like this, like you know him. So um, the reason he he loves Dolly is because uh, he really likes the uh, and like country music in general is he really likes the mixture of l- something larger than life. Like people don't dress like right. that anymore. Right. Not really. Like, you know, maybe in some selected countries, like so selected, like, you know, states and stuff, like maybe they dress a little more like that. It's So there's like a persona. There's like a larger than life theatrical element to it. But it's also a way like not just the mask, not just like, you know, him wearing a mask, but but also the whole the, him as a country star. You know, it's a way for him to access his true emotions and be vulnerable right. in, in the way like drag in, in the same way of like a drag show. A well, when he also mentions too um, the, the image of an outlaw, a cowboy specifically really resonated with him at a young age. Cause he would watch like Westerns and, you know, cowboy movies. And, you know, the whole thing of a, of an outlaw is they don't stay in one place. They're always, you know, they're nomadic, they're moving and they're lonely essentially. And so him growing up as a queer kid, kind of on the outskirts of, of everything, he, you know, the the image of a cowboy really resonated with him. And so, and I hesitate to even say character now, but this as Orville Peck, it's really a, it's him acknowledging that past, I guess, essentially. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 And he's literally kind of like at, like, because he's, he used to like tour Mm -hmm. and stuff. So it's like kind of more literal, you know, that he's nomadic and like he's like kind of like going from town to town and like singing his songs and stuff. Yeah, I really like that's so cool. I think that's so and like but the other thing is like 
um, that I appreciate about him is like it's not it's not really a gimmick. You know, it's not really like, oh, look at this weird guy. You know, it's kind of like when he like sits down for an interview is like, hey, it's me, Orville. What's going on? But, you know, he's he's like kind of a nor- he seems kind of normal. Oh, yeah. You know, he seems he's not like doing like a weird thing. Like he's mm-hmm. not like pretending to be someone else. He He's just like being himself. He's being he's being more himself. It right. Seems. Because he can, there's no baggage of like his literal, I guess his unmasked. Yeah, exactly. In it. Well, and I don't know too. Like it is, it's a weird mix of you put on a mask, just in general, and you can essentially no one. No one was interested in me when <laughs> I put on the mask. Smoking. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm just word associating now. <laughs> god damn it! I just God, I lose my I lose my train of thought so easily. When you put on a mask. Yeah, just in general, you, uh, I mean, you can essentially be whoever you want to be, you know? With him wearing the mask, it's a way for him to come out of his shell, but also to hide the past at the same time. It's like uh, when you uh, move to a new town or something like that, and then people, there's no baggage of your prior self necessarily. People don't know that, you know, in fourth grade, you peed your pants at one time, you know? Mm -hmm. So, like, you could go to town and... You could go, like, if you move to a new place or, like, go to college or something, you, you could go, like, hey, it's me, not peeing right, Andrew. Right. Like, you could, like, kind of, like, you could kind of rebuild yourself. You could kind of, like, you know, start right. again. And, like, yeah. I mean, when you move. It's freedom. Yeah. You can yeah. move somewhere where no one claims you've claimed to be a veteran. <laughs> it's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, like, uh, so let's get into, like, um themes of this there's so much to talk yeah. about with this guy like he's so fast he's such a fast like uh, the other background i want to get to really quickly is like um he um he is a ballet dancer he you know has he's an actor too he's done acting in theater and stuff like that and um what's it called um and he kind of like blew like with pony he kind of blew up like really fast but like he's been performing since he was like 10 years old he's been like kind of doing stuff since he was 10 but like it's also like when he um was working on this record he basically played all the instruments Mm -hmm. himself he sung it like himself uh he he kind of doing a prince thing of just like you know being a singular force you know um an auteur in a way um he he had had like help with like two other guys like who helped mix it well and he had helped like writing Um, some of the lyrics and stuff too so Yes, exactly. And then, like, so he didn't do it by himself, per se. But, like, the idea of just, like, it was mostly... But also, he was, like, working at a coffee shop, and he was living in his parents' house Hmm. And when he was making this record. He was, like, basically, like, just, like, some guy. Like, there's no, like... And, like, that's, that's like, the... It's very possible. There's a world, and not because of his talent, like lack of talent or anything like, but there's a world, this is an unfair world where there's a world where he does his, he wears his costume and he sings great. And then he doesn't become famous. And now he's just the weird guy who dresses like, yeah, you know, like, yeah. So like it, it's a gamble that really worked. It's like, um, it all worked out. And like, that's so wild too. Cause like literally I, it was in the span of like two days when the first time I heard about him, I got a text from my brother because we text back and forth about music and stuff. And he was like, hey, you should check out this. Humble, humble brag. B- about us. <laughs> what? Te- Having a brother. 
Having a brother <laughs> texting together, <laughs> relating with well, people about things. We won't get too far into that because we're a little. Uh, it's it's a weird relationship, but uh, the yeah. uh, so we were texting back and forth, and you know he was like, "Oh, you should check out this like gay outlaw like country album," and I was like what the fuck okay and then so like next i listened to it i was like oh this is cool next day i went into work my coworker was like oh have, have you heard of orville peck and i was like did like he just he just popped up out of nowhere it seemed like and also it's really crazy too because yeah. he was this album came out on sub pop records which is like a big label and like i haven't yeah, heard any yeah. like demos or like any previous material from him so to come out with your first album on sub pop it's kind of wild. Did he not do like he literally didn't have like he other stuff that's been out uh, like not under that name. I don't think like he he was in a punk band yeah. before before oh, that's this. True. That's true. But but yeah, other than under under the Orville Peck name, I don't think he had any material that I know of. Well, like sometimes sometimes artists kind of have like a revisionist history too. like Kim Petrus ha- had a lot of music before. Like, I don't want it mm-hmm. at all. But then, like, that one kind of, you know, hit yeah. a little bit. And then she, like, deleted everything else. And then that could it's be like, too. that was my first song. Well, it could so, be, too. I mean, I don't that, know. that's definitely, that definitely happens. Uh, and it could be, too. Like, he could have just been playing shows around. And it caught the attention of, like, a talent scout or something. But, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But it's pretty wild. Like, it, but, like, yeah, like, it's important to note that this just doesn't happen. Like this, like some guy didn't try it for the very first time. Like, like I'm gonna try this guitar thing, and then like wrote this great song. He worked very hard for a very long time. Right. You know, this didn't cut. Like maybe in our collective consciousness, it was an overnight success. But he he's been working at it for a very long time. And well, and really I think cool. t- oh, mm-hmm. um, I was gonna say I think too it helps having that blend of country and punk and all these other influences too because i feel like if it was straight up like the country music you hear today it would i just don't think it would work as well and again i think coming out on go ahead oh i was gonna say every country's album that does amazingly well like i would classify this under like an amazingly performing country Mm -hmm. album has something else going for it like you know casey musgraves like she was doing country music and was really succeeding in country music but i had never heard of her until she did you know rainbow well i bet you think you're john (laughs) wayne Yeah, I love disco country. That right. is the only type of country yeah. I accept. But but that being said, she did a lot of stuff with that album. Right. And I think that really like set her apart. Yeah, absolutely. The thing about like his relationship to country music is people will come up to him and be like, you know, man, I like your version of country music. I like what you do. Um, and then he's like, yeah, I appreciate that. I think that's nice. But like, I wanted to pay tribute to old yeah. school country. I wanted to do, I want, I didn't want it to be a winky thing. Not really. You know, there occasionally, like there's a song where he's like, yeah, yeah. like it's kind of like, it's, that's a little winky. That's a kind of like fun right. and like silly. Like, but he's like, for the most part, he's doing a straight, like in a lot of ways, he's like paying tribute to like very sincere country and just like the the straightforward genre yeah. of country. And like he wanted to bring that to modern audiences. Well, and it's like even too. in his 
Like it wasn't because like it wasn't him going like I can do this better. Right. You know, these guys suck ass. Like I'm going right. to do this better. He was like I want to show pe I want to I want to let people in on this thing that I love, yeah. you know? And that made me feel less alone and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, and I mean even in his singing style, it's very like like he gets compared to like Roy Orbison a lot and his like yeah, Johnny, Johnny Cash, Cash um, and his like crooning style. But uh, yeah, no, I don't feel like he's trying to like rip off anything or I think it is just paying homage to it. And he and he just wants to tell his stories. So, yeah. yeah. And like just by virtue of being gay and by virtue of being, you know, a guy living in 2020, you know, it's going to be different. Just but even if he wasn't trying. Right to do any even if he wasn't trying to be different like it just would be um so uh let's get into themes of this record uh right after this break that 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 and we're back uh here to talk about uh orville peck's uh the pony so the album uh, not his yeah, not let's his talk about pony <laughs> well well oh, no it's well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a bachelor. <laughs> okay, but like, um, <laughs> I want to talk. Like, so, like, let's. Uh, what do you feel like are some themes of this record? I will out myself a little bit as um, someone who has not listened to this album many, many times, and as someone who has only listened to it really all the way through sure. this week. Um, so themes. Oh, same. Themes include uh, exploring your identity, exploring what others, per- how others perceive you, is like a overarching yeah. theme and that's what i i gathered the most strongly from this album but i, yeah. I kind of want to defer to you sean i would rather hear what you yeah sure say. um i think it's about cows <laughs> absolutely yeah it's about wearing a mask yeah. very uh no important for 2020 <laughs> yeah yeah i'm bane <laughs> yeah <laughs> you were born but into being uh, a cowboy i grew up in it bane was ahead of it <laughs> bane was ahead like he like he wore he has that mask built into his face hashtag our socialist hashtag bane did nothing like, wrong um, <laughs> Hashtag Um, nothing wrong. Free bed. But like, um, what's it called? Um, Does or when he in COVID times does like um, Orville Peck wear like two masks? Like with like like face mask and like very good question. He his his ears are covered. Yeah, his leather mask, which also is like a gimp mask. Like it's straight up like a BDSM (laughs) mask. That he like made, yeah, which is also yeah. like pretty gay. So doesn't he like? I, I that's the part that like I feel like I feel bad for him like having to choose like that that being his choice of just like it must be like so hot in that. Yeah, that's true. Head. Yeah, and like you can't like itch yourself <laughs> correctly either. Like that must yeah. suck. Um, yeah, I think like it's like so with the the um, literal title pony. He said he named it that because. Be, a pony is such a strange thing because it's not quite a horse. It's not quite a donkey. It's like in this weird kind of like people like you don't really use ponies mm-hmm. or anything, you know. So like it's kind of like grow. It's about a little bit growing into your own. I imagine this is what I, you know, I choose to like kind of see in it a little more. It's like him like knowing he's talent. This is the part. I, and that's why like I resonate with the record personally is like him knowing he's like, you know, a star like he's him knowing but like being in this weird in between phase where like no one takes him seriously like and like he's a weirdo and like he's alone well and it's and it's like funny that. like because like, i actually didn't know what because i was wondering before this we were started recording i was wondering like 
why did he name the album Pony? And I couldn't like, I didn't, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't look up anything for it, but I was like, okay, maybe it's like, cause his next EP, the EP he just put out is called show pony. So I was like, oh, maybe yeah. it's like, he's kind of progressing into a horse. I don't know. Um, but, but yeah, please, so yeah. I was like, okay, that I feel like that's a good, like that makes sense to that. He's kind of coming into his own and working his way up and he has goals to be yeah. a big star. Like, so. Also, not ju- not even just career, but also like in between, like you know, relationships and in between of. He, I think there's a song about him, like kind of struggling with, like, oh, like I should be feeling this, but I feel I kind of feel the opposite. Mm-hmm. So, like, kind of in between sure. feelings too. Sure. Um, I think the central theme of this album is just him talking about you know relationships and lost relationships and. Yeah, I think that's kind of just the the key. I mean, he throws in like other like he has a song about like like queer kids coming like Queen of the Rodeo is, you know, I interpret it as like a song about queer people coming into like a big town or something where the queer community is more thriving. They're out having a good time. But then at the end of the night, they have to go back to their, you know, hometown where it's conservative or I like that's actually I really like that song really resonates with me. I really enjoy it because I like, yeah, grew up Mm -hmm. queer, but not really understanding that as a term as like a thing Mm -hmm. at all. Really? Like I didn't have the experience to like, uh, like know that was a thing. Right. And so, you know, even like living somewhere that's even a little bit bigger, like, you know, Tulsa where I live now, it's like, Oh, there are just more gay people Mm -hmm. around. Or maybe it's like, because I live, you know, a adult life that's not, like, homeschooled, right. you know. Like, uh, I was with my boyfriend, and we, like, visited a friend's house, and they had, like, another friend over, and he was gay. And I, like, was talking to my boyfriend later, and I was like, isn't it crazy that, like, there are gay people I don't know right. in Tulsa? And he was like, what? That's crazy <laughs> for you to say. <laughs> he's like, we don't live in a podunk town. Right. Like, I'm not really, like, out to a lot of people, like, out, out, out. Uh, and I really enjoy, like, having my thoughts kind of public because I talk about being queer a lot in my life. And, like, the last episode I was on, I called myself, like, an ex-gay spin instructor or an ex-spin or a gay ex-spin instructor, not ex-gay spin instructor. <laughs> one of those. Uh, one of those. But I was like, oh, my gosh, that would, like, what if, like, my grandma is listening to this? And it's like. <laughs> he used to be gay. And now he works at Planet Fitness. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, <laughs> now he's a spin instructor. <laughs> but, yeah, it's something we don't get to talk about a lot or we didn't get to talk about a lot is, you know, growing up being queer. Because, you know, we were, I mean, at least in my experience, I was scared to talk about it. So it's nice to get those feelings out and express how we were feeling at that time. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if Oral Peck was listening, he would be like, yeah, that's what he's, that's what you're supposed to do. Like, that's what you're kind of supposed to do a little bit. Just like kind of self-identify with it. Like, you know, kind of, we talked about this in the Taylor Swift episode. It always goes back to her life. So there's no, there, there doesn't feel like there's a way to like, kind of be like, oh my gosh, it's me. You know, it kind of, indirectly goes back to her of just like, Oh, this is about Joe Alwyn or something like that, you know, but with him, like there's, I think you can live in a world where you choose not to know who he is, like his identity and stuff like that. And that way you can be like, you could, there's nothing to put on, you know, there's like nothing to like go back to his life and be like, Oh, this is about this person. You know, it's just like, you could take it for yourself. Yeah. I mean, that's, what's cool about like 
you know, as the audience, you're just all you're getting is what's given to you. I mean, isn't that the purpose of having like a, a persona? Yeah, essentially. Per se? Yeah. Like, well, yeah, aren't yeah. we all wearing masks like <laughs> deep down? Like, aren't we all like, is it society a mask? <laughs> is it, like, is is it that's why, like, that's why Joker, a Joker yeah. is a good movie because <laughs> yeah. he wears a mask and it's because of society. Yeah. He's society. not sick. Society <laughs> is sick. Yeah. Joker as a movie is the opposite of what this album is, I would say, actually. I praise. Um, but <laughs> straight culture, straight culture. Yeah. <laughs> Michael's dabbing so hard, <laughs> like, <laughs> aggressively. Um, but yeah, like it's that, and like um, yeah, like any other themes, any other like you know things you want to say about that section of it, really, at all? Not for me, really. Um, yeah, I mean, I think a lot of it just touches on like relationships and certain stories he wants to tell. But I mean, we'll get. I feel like we'd get into it more once we get into the songs. So right. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about this. Yeah, song. let's go to highlights. Let's just yeah. we're in a good mood. We're in like mm-hmm. we're having fun. So let's just do high let's go through <laughs> highlights. Like um and also like it just feels like like at least for me per se, like there are more highlights than lowlights. Uh mm-hmm. yeah, like I guess to talk about Queen of the Rodeo, like that's a highlight for me. I love that song. I, I relate to it as an artist though. The part that resonated with me about like learning about Orville Peck's like history of like him living at home, like I currently live at home. Like I'm about I'm like twenty five. And and obviously they're like reason they're like, you know, external reasons of just like the pandemic and like, you know, of just like the economy and like all that stuff. But it's also I also feel like a lot of it is like uh, sometimes it'll feel like it's like personal failings. You know, sometimes it'll feel like it's like, um, oh, I am not mature enough to like survive on my own. I'm not responsible enough. I'm bad with money. I am like bad with relationships. I don't like I forget things all the time and blah, blah, blah. Sure. Then like so I, I'm incapable of doing it. Um, so so that like will f- make me feel bad. And then but like the idea of um, so so <laughs> Queen of the Rodeo, um, he's talking about like a rodeo queen <laughs> um who like but like, <laughs> like the idea of like she's like you, you nailed know, it you nailed it for a limited time she gets to be the star for a limited time she gets to be the star and she gets to rule you know she gets yeah. to put on a fun costume and like you know do like people cheer for her and all that stuff and then when it's done she has to like kind of go back to her sad life and like go back to like her it reminds me of like you know of uh have you seen, have you guys seen the movie Don't Think Twice? Uh, yes. Yeah, that's that's a movie I love. Like one of my favorite. With Chris movies. Gethard, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Chris Gethard's in it. Yeah, uh, we love you, Chris. Yeah. Come on the show, by the way. Um, but like, there's a <laughs> there's a scene in the movie where like Chris Gethard is like he's working at like a Sam's Club or something, or like you know at like you know a wall uh, like a like a Costco or something like like giving out free samples, and like you know he's just like this humble like dweeb uh, when he's working at Costco. But like when he like. Then after his work, he gets to go on stage and kill. He gets to go on stage and like be great, mm-hmm. but he has to go back to like his life after that. Like, and it's just like, um, so there's that. There's like, you know, just like yeah. the the cyclical nature of like that. Um, but also like the the movie, it struggles with what if the thing that what if the improv group ends, you know? What if, like, your troop falls apart? So, like, Chris Gethard doesn't even have the nice thing anymore. So, like, that ends. 
and then like that's how I feel about the podcast a little bit of just like not not like that'll end like it will end but like not but like the idea of just like I feel like this is one of the few things I'm pretty good at you know this is one of the few like this is one of the things I feel like I'm I have the capability yeah. of being exceptional at and then for it to not be the key out of my right. life you know for not to at least not yet for it not to be my redemption or something like that like against you know my other failings or like my other like you know um insecurities or anything like that the the words in this song like there's a lyric that says you just gathered another evening to show of just like oh this is an experience you know that's really what she's accumulating the queen character like she's accumulating experiences and nights of being like right you can't really show that to anyone but you could know in your heart man that was fun or man i did a great job you know like it's a transient experience a little bit so much of life is personal and it's so easy to like think about you want to compare your life to other people you want to like have what other people have but you like other people don't have the thoughts and experiences you get to have which is like a really big deal and isn't really considered a lot and like there's like also just like and we fall into this trap all the time but just like you know the people we look up to and admire, like their lives aren't their lives aren't perfect, and they they have like hardships that they can't even comprehend. And like, or I wouldn't want to be Orville Peck. That mm-hmm. that sounds hard, you know. Like th- there there must be perks, and there must be it must be great to live out your dreams in that yeah. way. But I don't think I would want to be him. I don't think I would want his life. That seems like his like his pain is seems very palpable that mm-hmm. in a way that like I can't understand fully. So, uh yeah, what's the highlight for you uh Michael? Like let's go to Michael. For- my 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 highlight nah. is <laughs> yeah, my, uh I actually feel kind of uh bad for the reason that my highlight is the highlight <laughs> that it is, but I really like take you back where it is oh. in the album. I think it the album is a little bit, a little bit slow paced, yeah. a little bit. Uh, <laughs> and I think it needs the little like kind of yeehaw moment that mm-hmm. you get with the take you back. And I really enjoy that. It's always a highlight when I listen through the album. It keeps yeah. me like, uh, I don't know. I really like how it sounds. I think it's fun. And yeah. I love all the sound effects. Wait, which one? Oh, uh, take you back. Take you back. Yeah. 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 Uh, parenthesis, the iron hoof cattle call. Yeah. <laughs> That's the one I don't remember, honestly. Really? Like, that's the one I kind of like. Uh, maybe it's just me, like, smooth brain. Just, like, uh, kind of a <laughs> no, no crevices. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, but, like, um, and, like, the fact that I consume this very quickly, you know? Sure. Um, yeah. So it might be that. Like, uh, I'm sure it's good, you know? I'm sure it's good, well, but, like, yeah. Mo- most music I listen to is pretty up-tempo, I would say. So it's, like, hard for me to really like buckle in listen to like lyrics like chew the chew the fat a little bit i'm working on it but like my adhd brain doesn't really let me do it sometimes sometimes it's just like yeah uh, and his deep voice is way deeper than any other singer i listen to (laughs) Mm -hmm. so it's almost like another instrument rather than like singing it sounds like he's like watching a shootout on tv or something yeah like yeah yeah, yeah, it's really it's really fun yeah yeah like uh the lone rangers yeah 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 What's a highlight for you, Sean? Uh, oh, let me look at my notes. I mean, like, I really like most all the tracks on here. Um, yeah. I, listening to this album again all the way through, I Hope to Die really resonated with me a lot oh, more. So good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, 
mainly just because of the lyrical content because again it's like it's relatable to some degree with where he's talking about like this relationship where he the other person well again it's how i interpreted it but where the other person he's seeing is like in the closet and he talks about like we had to whisper because you liked it that way and oh wow yeah like you didn't you don't want to out yourself so we have to be quiet about all this and and also just the theatrics of the song like absolutely it's because i what i i was listening to it again today and there's the i guess it's the bridge you would call it but the part where it kind of breaks into that little like dance shuffle, like the clack, 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 clack or whatever. And uh, it's kind of like this moment of like hope, essentially, kind of. And and it's in the music video, too. But he right after he dances. that. Yeah, he dances. Yeah. And uh, right after that, though, there's like silence. And then there's that kick drum that's like, Fuh! and it's like a gunshot. And in the video, he gets shot. And it's kind of like, oh, I'm back to feeling this like feeling shitty about this relationship again like it's 100 what am i yeah you get what i'm trying to say so it's like he was you know shot back into reality essentially so it is a direct riff off of i'll always love you i will yeah oh sure you. yeah it's mm-hmm. like and uh well and you know, he does like he has a key change in it too so the key mm-hmm. change and the kick job and also he explicitly says he loves those two artists yeah so. <laughs> also to dolly partner uh, and whitney houston Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, the music video is cool, too, if you watch the music video, because the opening shot is a uh, it's a um, reference to this old uh, queer uh, illustrator. And I'm blanking on his name, but it was a really famous image of like two. It was hand drawn two cowboys. And I mean, it's erotic. So their dicks are out. But like it was a really <laughs> iconic image in the gay community. And so it's a direct reference to that. So it was it was really cool to see. Wait, I'll watch this music video after we're done. I yeah. I like really should have beforehand, but oh, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah, Looks good. cool. Sounds cool. <laughs> you guys have sold me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I just I just love the um, I didn't quite understand. Like, I didn't get as much from the lyrics. I it just I, because I think like also like I listened to this several times just without like looking at the lyrics you know yeah i looked at i just like you know and then today i looked at the lyrics i for the first time and got so much it, it unlocked so much more but i could only imagine what how much more it would mean to me if i spent a week or even more like kind of unpacking all of it you sure know? um but yeah like th- that to uh, I, I know this is kind of like you know we're kind of weaving in and out i want to quickly weave into like a low light of just like can i can i say one more thing about it yes about please, the please. lyrics too that just like really made me really sad about the song is on it's like the second i think it's like the second chorus or something but he says like you were you were he was talking he's talking to his like lover or whatever and he's saying like you were you were crying but they don't cry when we're gone and I was like, yes. oh, fuck. Yes. I was like, God damn, that's that hits. So what do you what is that? What does that mean to you? Like, what, is, what do you what I do you interpret it as that? like the world doesn't care about queer people. They don't care if we die. Yeah. Like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. And yeah. I or even specifically his relationship, like they didn't give it legitimacy, like on a more personal scale. Yeah. And also, damn. too, I don't know. He could. That's the thing. It's can be inter- interpreted in so many different ways. But I also thought about like the HIV, the AIDS pandemic and stuff. So, oh, wow. But I kind of saw it as like, you know, like and like just like a legacy of just a person, you know. Sure. Like people like. Yeah. But like your your theory, like makes much a lot more sense. I'm sure it's in there like, too. But like, you know. Well, it's yeah. Uh, I mean, it's however you want to however you interpret yeah. it. There's no wrong way, essentially. So 
Well, I think the song's about a turtle named Shelly. And the turtle walks around. He falls. He flips over on a shell. He can't get up. And then a, then a rabbit flips him over well, I, and is like, says, we're buddies cross now. my heart. I hope to die. Well, I, think, I, think it's about, I think it's about him ordering a hit on a woman named Hope. So, <gasps> Hope, comma, to die. So, no, interesting, no. isn't it? It's not Much Christmas until somebody dies. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's not <laughs> Christmas. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> by the way, there's going to be much uh, more singing. I'm sorry. There's going to be much Andrew, more singing only this Andrew iteration can sing. of the show. You know? <laughs> only Andrew <laughs> like, can sing. Um, like, that's very kind of you. Um, but uh, <laughs> the, like, this is not like a... Uh, uh, highlight, I love Dead and Night. I think that's mm-hmm. such a great song. Yeah, Dead and um, Night is really good. Chorus is Transcendence. Um, just... Um, him just like him like it supposedly it's supposed to be about like two people traveling through the desert mm-hmm. and stuff like that like sub- in the story of the song um but it's just like it's kind of just about like um time being meaningless you know when you're heartbroken yeah. or time being like you know time passing you by when you're like remembering some something you miss you know someone you miss yeah you know, the moment in like twilight breaking dawn or whatever, where like Bellis is by the crick and the, the seasons pass. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry, but this song is about gay sex. So, sorry, Andrew, elaborate. Like, oh, wow. It's, <laughs> yeah, please. It's definitely about gay sex. Like, you say oh, go I'm, fast, I'm, uh, I say hold on tight. And the, uh, and yeah, I, okay, that makes sense too. <laughs> like, see, see the boys as they walk on by on maybe. Like gay sex dating apps, some would say. Some would oh. consider maybe maybe that's where I was when I was listening to the song, or that's like how I interpreted it when I heard it. But when I got like yeah. the uh, it's it it paints a good picture too. Like just like Andrew, you mentioned like two people like I think you said like going through the desert or something. Did you say mm-hmm. that? Okay, yeah. Uh, but I feel like the sparse like because the instrumentation there's not a lot there, so it's very sparse, and I feel like that really reflects the lyrics of it too but uh but yeah no it reminded i for some reason i was picturing this like at like him at like a dirty motel or something like that too so yeah the Wait, the sex okay. thing makes sense to you like hookups or something the sex thing throughout <laughs> though like uh, uh you wake me up you say it's time to ride uh strange <laughs> road strange look in your eye you shut them as we fly as we fly Come on, guys. Damn, no. I really didn't yeah. pick up on that. Wow. Guess I'm not. We're. I guess we're not horny like Mike. <laughs> yeah, I went right from the Ariana Grande album into this, so you can't blame me. You can't blame me. Um. Yeah. Like that song. Just like also just the, the his um the, the his singing in the chorus is trans. Yeah, his falsetto obviously. is really nice. Oh, he's yeah. it's very good. Yeah, that, that <laughs> so cut out, cut out, fully cut out. Uh, what? <laughs> no, like, uh, like I stopped. Your mic said, "Yeah, your audio cut out." <laughs> will not register. Oh, god, god, god. Uh, uh, any any more highlights from you guys? I'm ready to move forward. No, uh, <laughs> turn to hate. I don't know if we talked about that. Super fun song. Um, the yeah. the only yeah. the only thing I don't yeehaw. like about yeah yeehaw. Uh, the only <laughs> thing I don't like is the last like minute of it like you could easily cut out because he says like turn to hate he says that like 20 times yes and i'm like all right we we kind of get it like cut it short um but no i think it's a super fun song um yeah he it's one of the more upbeat songs on the album so it's a nice change of pace 
Um, and then the other one is I liked uh, Roses Are Fallen because... That's a good song. Yeah. I really like that. But I... Is this, is this part of the show where you say your lowlights, which are also songs you like? Just stuff you want to edit out of those songs? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, well, he sounds like an angel. He sounds so good. Yeah. Well, and he... The, okay, I will say the only thing... And I talked about this on the Norman fucking Rockwell episode. This, Norman this, freaking the, <laughs> no, right. the spoken word stuff, I don't fuck with. I hate it. Because in this song, he's like, you know, I've never met a devil like you or whatever. And I'm just like, it's kind of cheesy. Oh. O is for optimism. The yeah. thing I have as a cowboy. <laughs> R is for really cool horseback riding. <laughs> yeah. V, ving the noise my bullet makes when it bounces off of a metal pole. All right, keep going. <laughs> I stands for In the Dead of Night, a song that's later on the album. Uh-huh, L, uh-huh. uh is ladies. for the way you look La- at me. <laughs> ladies, I don't look at them. I'm a gay cowboy. L again. Uh, uh, look over there. I don't remember what I was going to say. Uh, e. The end. End of analogy. Yeah, oh. that's very good. Um, but no, I sorry, also as inspired by, by LMA. LMA. <laughs> The uh, uh, the thing too with please. with those lyrics, like it's the first time I heard it, I didn't I didn't take the lyrics like to heart or anything. I didn't really think much about them, and then <laughs> I read the genius analysis, and it talked about like how it's about him like wanting to potentially kill his lover or something like that. Yeah, like, you can't always trust genius. Yeah, but I mean, it does kind of make you sense. Get what you get, like, it kind of yeah. makes sense, but like the first time I heard it, I didn't pick up on that at all. But I did not get. Um, for the song um, Turn to Hate. I did not get how it was still supposed to be about, you know. So his his quote here, he says, this is essentially a song about the anxiety that comes with being on the outside of things, treading the line between existing as a loner but not letting the solitude turn to resentment. All that wrapped in a good old country-stomping yeah. barn raiser. So, like, I didn't understand. I didn't know how the rest of the song... I get, like, because he literally says, don't let your sorrow right. turn to hate. Like, he says that at the end. But, like, the rest of the song is just, I didn't really understand yeah. how I was supposed to interpret that. No, I kind know. of agree. Like, they're kind of hard to, it, it, it was it was kind of hard to interpret anyway. So, and I don't feel yeah. like that explanation does jack, jack shit for yeah. it. So, but. Same with, uh, what's it called? Like, um, what's, where's the song where he plays that character? Like, um. Oh no! You're thinking of uh, Kansas remembers me now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's playing the uh, so like the I think it's the Cottle. F- Do you know the Cottle family murders? I know of it. Yeah, a little bit. the yeah. the book um, Truman Capote's book in Cold Blood was based on was about the I think the Cottle family is I think their name, but so he's playing one of the the two murderers of that family who got you know caught and then executed. So right, I did not know how I I don't know how anyone if they're not looking at a genius page would get that. <laughs> like, right, you know, right. yeah, I do like the idea of just, I really like in that song or just like the, the, the distortion, like kind of being like the distortion happening and the singer being like, well, please remember me, you know, right. like all that stuff. And they're like, no, <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, I don't um, know. It's that was on my low lights list was Kansas remembers me now. And, yeah, for that... That's my my low light for the album as well. Yeah, and it's too... 
it's almost too distorted for me. Like I would much rather have, you know, bring in the distortion towards the end of the song and like cut them, cut it out. Yeah. But, uh, I don't know. It just kind of dragged on. It was really slow. Yeah. And I, I agree that if you weren't like, if you didn't know about the explanation, then you wouldn't quite understand it. So big sky. Yes, it's I very do. patient in its songwriting. It's like, like Michael says, it's very slow, you know, yeah. but it's also like very patient and you know, just like, you know, in the song craft itself, it just like, it takes, it really takes its time and like really yes. doesn't like be, doesn't like, there are definitely songs where it like hits you with like the, Oh, that's the hook, you right. know, but like, um, but like some songs are just like, it's not interested in being like, you know, holding your hand too much. Yeah. So I think that's cool. And I don't, I mean, I, uh, this, this was on my low lights list. I don't, I would kind of agree that it's a little slow to the point where yeah. it's like three, three of the same verses just over and over again. And the <laughs> same choruses, and I'm just like throwing a little bit of variety. Like I saw him do it live on, I think it was KEXP, and he like he changes up the vocals a little bit, and I'm like, oh, this is way more interesting. And yeah. I just think a nice change of pace in the song would have really helped. But yeah, also like um, you know, um, I I in that I saw that KEXP mm-hmm. like the the performance like you saw like and uh, the female vocalist made enhance the song like yes. the the girl singer like enhanced the song so much so like. Um, so this is kind of his, uh, for Emma forever ago for like, you know, Bon Iver Mm -hmm. of just like, this is all him, you know, this is, this is all him, baby. But like, maybe I would like to see like what he does, like if he has more help, you know, if he has more like people helping him out like, maybe I won't like, maybe I won't like it as much, but like, you know, have um, you listened to, uh, the new EP at all? Either of you? Not yet. No, no. I wasn't that impressed with it. It was really disappointing. I've also, I didn't like it. Yeah. It almost, see, it's weird because it almost feels like too polished in a sense and almost like too okay almost too theatrical for me although the shania twain duet is wonderful and super fun the shania twain duet is because i mean that was the one i didn't like that i listened to and i was like okay this is maybe i, I don't like know enough about shania twain i love shania twain yeah. so much <laughs> um uh yeah let's go through low like any let's go through low lights and then we'll just like if there are any highlights we'll just put them in the stray observations um i mean i really like pretty much all the all the songs on the album there's some that i when i listen back i usually skip over um i mentioned big sky and then kansas remembers me now and then uh old river just because it's like an interlude and i just think it's like whatever there's nothing exciting about it to Mm me other than that that's Uh, all i have for me low light uh, i just think the closer of the album nothing fades like the light it's fine yeah but it's not nearly as good as like the opening of the album dead of night so it's like even listening to that especially after hope to die it's kind of like okay i would agree yeah i was done when i listened to hope to die (laughs) i (laughs) i wrote like um so i felt that way about like um what's it called like hope to like nothing fades from like the light because hope to die is such a transcend like like it's such a transcendent song you know it's so beautiful and then nothing fades like the lies like i'm still here you know right like yeah. like it's kind of like oh you're still here you know a little bit it's just like okay bye you know right. um but like um but listening to it again listening with the lyrics i thought it was good but like also like i was just running short on time so like <laughs> in my notes i literally just wrote the word og because i didn't like <laughs> ogg like i just wrote that down and like i don't know why <laughs> but like i didn't write any other notes <laughs> 
I just remember I just remember liking it like when I listened to it with lyrics though. Again, but, yeah. it's not like bad per se. I just It's not bad. I just there's other It's just you know. not as good is the issue. Yeah, there's other songs I would yeah. much rather listen to. Uh any other uh stray observations or other highlights, lowlights or anything you want to get out before, you know, we never talk about Orville Beck ever again. Oh, We're not allowed yeah. to after this. <laughs> Don't talk to me or my mask ever again. <laughs> uh, he looks like Phantom of the Opera a little bit, you know. Maybe he's, yeah, maybe. Maybe uh, the top half of his head is burned. Sometimes I feel like the cowboy imagery as a literal, literary metaphor runs thin at times. Because, like, there's only so much you could kind of get away with, like, I don't, I, I, this is good. This record's good. But, like, I wonder if he could, and maybe that's what you're feeling a little of, like, show pony, but just, like, I wonder how much longer he kind of like make songs about horses and like, you know, all that stuff. Cause like Lil Nas X is kind of like transitioning out of being a cowboy. Yeah. You know, he stopped, he's kind of not doing that anymore. So like, I wonder like what he's going to do. I would, argue, like, I, wonder, I would argue Lil Nas X wasn't really like. Doing sure. Cowboys. Like, yeah, he was. Yeah. Doing I wouldn't even call it a country Minaj song. Dan. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that that photo shoot is like so fun, so great. Um, but like with mm-hmm. him just as Nicki. Nicki um, well, you know, but, you know, he used to be like the number one Nicki Minaj Twitter. Yeah, yeah. And is that like, true? Yeah. Oh, uh, that so, makes sense. Why he's like so funny. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, <dude>. yeah. <laughs> and but then he like got famous and he like deleted it and like people were like, <laughs> he like lied God? about it basically. Yeah. Oh, and then no. you know he like came out as a Nicki Minaj as that Nicki Minaj account by posting those pictures. Wait, are you? That's so the funny. photo shoot. Are you talking about him in the pink jacket and stuff? Yeah, the pink. I Friday, like that. The Nicki Minaj. I'm outfit. looking at it right yeah. now. Like literally doing like drag. Yeah, I love like, this. Yeah, yeah, it's all good. Um, yeah, like so, but yeah, like the um, I wonder how much longer he could kind of do, like because like also like um, you know, in in a different music video, I don't remember which one, but he was like. He was kind of wearing a different costume. He was like wearing like a motorcycle hat and riding a motorcycle right. in a different song. So like, I w- you know, I wonder like what? Go ahead. No. OK. But yeah, no, I, I agree that because country in general has, I feel like over the last 20 years, gotten very stale. And so it's kind of reached a um, formula. You know, there's a formula for a country song. And yeah, I. I forgot to mention. I got the horses in the back. Yeah. No, no. Uh, horse tag is attached. Um, and yeah. and uh, God damn it, I lose my train of thought so easily. <laughs> uh, Wait, let me, let me help you by interrupting in a different way. <laughs> um, no, but. Uh, or if you're a woman. <laughs> you can poison your husband. You can break another woman's car with a baseball bat. These are some <laughs> other country music uh, formulas. Uh, but uh, no, I forgot. You were saying it was getting formulated. Yeah, well, and that's what I liked you about. Um, oh, what's it called? Buffalo Run, the song, um, was because mm-hmm. at the end he just goes into this like shoegazy punk like guitar, just heavy distorted like I don't even know what you'd call it like wall of sound essentially. And I think it's yeah. a really cool blend of the punk shoegaze with the country. And so I would perhaps like to see more of that down the line. Yeah, I think there's a there can be like a seem a little more seamless transition into like because also like you know he's an actor too mm-hmm. like he like well you mentioned you mentioned the quentin tarantino thing and i could like totally see him in a quentin tarantino movie that would be awesome but yeah yeah uh you know him in star trek <laughs> <laughs> quentin tarantino's star trek uh, <laughs> alien toes yeah 
Um, <laughs> right. Yeah. But my point was like, there's only so many times we could go like, <laughs> I'm riding on a horse. That's the chorus. I'm riding on a horse. That's the chorus. You know, there's only so many times you could do that before it gets a little stale. Right. Like, cause like, there's like some, I hate to use this word, but like, there's a little novelty of it. It's just like, wow, a country singer, you know, or like, wow, like a queer country singer. Like, and like, maybe there's a version of this where, he becomes like a Bob Dylan or a Bruce Springsteen where I think he has the potential to become like a great American songwriter. You know, I think he has what, yeah. and, but also like with some Elton John flair, you know, some like a lot of like flamboyancy with that too, like, and theatricality of it too. But like, so like right. there's a version of him, you know, where I see him like staying in a lane of just like, I'm going to be the country star, you know, but then there's the, version of hit where i see him like i'm gonna do a new costume i'm gonna like play with the orville peck persona and like do a different genre maybe mm-hmm. um but let's uh get to uh final thoughts and ratings um the way this works is we'll rate this out of 10 and uh give us fun metric as um a metric <laughs> i don't know what I don't know. I don't know how to complete that sentence um but um michael let's hear from you first i enjoy this album it's uh deep voice male singer which is probably the only deep voice male singer i return to <laughs> on a frequent basis um i will give this album eight nope seven and a half assless chaps out of ten. Oh, wow eight, eight, eight actually eight yeah eight assless chaps out of ten um very nice so four 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 cowboys and their their chaps are assed I don't know. And then one fully chapped. Yeah. One fully ass chapped. Yeah. Ass chapped. <laughs> That's my favorite improv group. <laughs> hey guys, we're ass chapped. We'll take a suggestion from the audience. Ass-chapped. Dildo. Oh no. <laughs> oh, not again. <laughs> yes, and <laughs> uh penis. <laughs> um uh, by the way, I'm trying to kickstart my improv career. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> um yeah, I'll go next. I really like this record a lot. I had a great time. Such a banger of a debut. Undeniable talent, first of all. Like a sig his voice is uh so angelic and smooth and like, you know unique and not just his singing voice but his uh writing voice you know and his persona and not his persona his like you know his stage presence and stuff is like so unique and you know i've never seen anything like quite like it you know and like it's always funny like seeing him like in an interview it's like it's like in those in like a superhero movie where they interview spider-man and it's just like spider-man still wearing his mask and stuff like that it's it always <laughs> makes me laugh uh yeah so i i really like this record you know i'm excited to see where he goes next i hope he doesn't like fade into obscurity like or just like completely like drop drop the ball really you know um because yeah. this is again this is such a risky career like to kind of have i guess but it's pay- i mean it is paying off it's because paying he's off, done yeah. like he was on the cover of gq he walked to like fashion week he's he's big now yeah like mm-hmm. he's he's, he's kind of 10 it, feet so. 10 feet tall um so um <laughs> yeah i really like this uh, i really like this record uh it's very like profound too like the writing is very profound and like sad and uh you know i could relate to a lot of it um so i'm gonna give this nine iconic queer paintings out of 10. I have to figure out a, I really should have been figuring out a metric for that. Yeah. Um, I need to figure out a sorry, song. I took assless chaps. It was too easy. Yeah. <laughs> I need to figure out a song. I don't know what I'm going to pick. So I, I know my, 
my song is the only thing I came into this knowing, <laughs> knowing. Again, I just love what it has done for me and the fact that it's really opened me up to so many different artists and the whole country genre. And I just think it's a super fun album. And I return to it all the time. And I will give it nine rose petals falling out of ten. Nice. Hell yeah. So let's get into our I've been meaning to listen to that. And I did. Playlist. This week, all I've been listening to is the new version of Easy by Troy Sivan and Casey Musgraves. Ooh. It's very good. Uh, it's her clip here. Uh, wait, 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 Michael, do you want to press the button? Yeah. Uh, bow. No. Bow. No. Have you listened to the show ever? <laughs> yes, I have. I want my own sound effect. All right. Click. Alright, uh, why, why do you like this song? Like, what's what's your deal with this? I, I think Troy Savant Troy Savant is kind of He's my a Troy Sh- Savant Orville Peck Yeah <laughs> to, to, As Orville Peck is to Sean Troy Savant is to me I think that I really enjoy what Troy Savant does He, like He's not really breaking any ground But he's like I don't know He has, like, this, like Religious spin to his music almost Yeah, I yeah, really yeah, enjoy, yeah. So. I see what you mean have no, you seen his but, new hair? Yeah, I like the mullet. Really? Yeah. Sorry. I, I, know I can't get uh, into it. I just don't think I, it fits him well. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I really like that song. I think Casey sounds really good on it. It's, like, unusual yeah. for Casey. It's, like, synth pop. It's really fun. Uh, and I just love Casey Musgraves. I, yeah. yeah. Let me see. Yeah, uh, Sean, we turn to you now. Okay. I have, like a bit of a history lesson too but the song i well let me start with this so the first real gay country song was back in like the 30s uh with a band called uh the sweet violet boys also known as the prairie ramblers and they had a song called uh i love my fruit which it's on youtube it's on it's not on like spotify or anything but look it up on youtube this is not my choice by the way i'm just giving a bit of background here <laughs> but look it up because it's fucking like it's very sexual it's really wild for like the 30s and uh but so that was the first openly gay song the first openly gay album was this album called lavender country um by lavender country Ooh. and it's this really like, cool oh that wasn't the song <laughs> oh no that was the um, album like. yeah <laughs> The, the album is called Lavender Country. Come Out Singing is the song. Click. Yeah, no, so Lavender Country is, like, the first openly gay album, and it's so cool to listen to it, because he put it out in 73, and it's super cool. The guy 
Patrick Haggerty is the lead singer and he's just this, well now he's this like just sweet old man, super funny. Um, it was really cool to learn about him and his story because he he grew up in like a super supportive household and i have a quote pulled up from his dad who his parents were super supportive and his dad said you'll be all right just remember this you're no you're no better than any of the rest of them but you're just as goddamn good and if anybody gives you any grief about that hit him with your purse oh i'm just like that's so cool that's so nice and then, yeah and he was like an activist and um super into like um racial equality and so this whole album lavender country is just really a beautiful album and it's very uplifting so nice. but yeah the song come out um come out singing is really is really a great song so oh yeah andrew yeah okay so um uh yeah this is the new season of our show um so um i'm gonna pick a song um that's kind of like about rebirth it's called reborn by kids see ghosts click i'm so i'm so reborn i'm Uh, so, um, also like, you know, we're recording this on the 10th of, uh, you know, December. Um, so, um, and it's like, um, so Kid Cudi's coming out of, uh, Man of the Moon 3, the much like, you know, long awaited, like 10 years in the waiting, in the making, like in the waiting, I guess more so, um, 10 years in the waiting, like conclusion to his like Man of the Moon trilogy. You know, so that's exciting. I'm excited to listen to that. Um, sure. So I really love, I really admire Kid Cudi a lot. I think I'm not like the huge, I can't say I'm like the biggest Stan. I can't say like I know every song of his, but I really respect his career. He's been having a killer year this year, first of all. Just like 2020, he's been in so many things, you know, making so many shows and like, you know, oh, wow. having a lot of hit songs. Or like he's in that, like, um, <laughs> He plays like a Trump supporter dad in the in one in like a HBO show, I forgot what it's called, um, huh. about like a about like a someone wrestling with gender identity and stuff like that. It's supposed to be really good, um, and uh, I love. Oh Kid- wait, that's Kid Cudi. Yeah, he's in. Yeah, um, I see, I've been watching that show. I forget what it's called. We are who we are. I've I believe. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Oh, is that good, the kid from? It? Yeah, he plays the yeah Trump mm-hmm. supporter dad. Okay. Yeah. Um, and, uh, he's like, uh, he's, he's been having a killer year. He's had a few hits, like a few smash hit songs this year too. So it's really great that he has like, you know, financial success too. Like, you know, just like, and like a, like crit, like, because he was like the laughing stock of like music after like, you know, uh, speeding Mm -hmm. bullet to heaven. And now it's like, and you know, like he had his like, uh, crisis you know in 2016 you know where he was like he admitted himself to like rehab and like he had that like Hmm. searingly painful like open letter about it all um and that 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 really affected me and like that was like really um so to see him like come out on the other end of it like happier and like doing well um and um so this is like like reborn the song is kind of like in between it and, um, you know, I have my very mixed feel. I have like very complicated feelings about Kanye, which we might get into a certain month of this year. Um, but like, um, Contober. 
con may west <laughs> um but like uh yeah like uh so i love but like I, i'll always be like i think it's a really decent thing of kanye to like give cuddy the spit like first of all forgive him because they, they were like fighting for a while for them to forgive each other that's really sweet um but then also for uh kanye to offer cuddy the space to just make music for a year and just like have you know a therapeutic experience that way you know and they made a masterpiece record like Kitsy ghosts and like uh, reborn is like kind of the song first of all connie's barely on it he's like on 30 seconds of it and like he just like dips in and out and like that verse is really good too i just like him it's a really good like you know like a very like interesting like zoom in on i'm talking a lot about the song but like it's a very interesting <laughs> zoom in on bipolar disorder of just like he's talking about the other side of it of just like you know hit, there's like the you know, him going on TMZ and saying a lot of like, not crazy, like uh random, like random stuff, you know, like going Wait, on TMZ, Kanye, like hmm? Kanye or uh, Kid Cudi, uh, Kanye, Kanye, like, so I'm oh, talking okay, about I'm the sorry. Kanye verse, like for really first. Oh, okay, um, gotcha. so Kanye, like he, like, um, you know, he'll go on TMZ and like go on like some upsetting rants. And then like in this song, he'll kind of like just have these muted apologies and like feel really shameful and stuff like that. And like, but it, but like he he has this like masochistic edge of just like, yeah, I want to be punished. I want to be like, you know, I want people to be mad at me and stuff like that. So like it's a really interesting insight into that. And then Cuddy's verse is just like Cuddy's like he kind of envelops the song and this like this these atmospheric hums and just like really this like lost forlorn. Now that I'm out of rehab. Like, now that I'm out of the immediate danger, what do I do with my life? You know, how do I proceed? Like, which way do I go? And I think that's really, um, and I, it's like really inspiring to see him come out of that, the other side of that too, of just like, now he's kind of found a good work-life balance and now he's, you know, established like respect among his peers again and like, you know, just like focusing on what's important and, and it doesn't seem to be out of pity it doesn't seem to be like everyone's like pitying him. That's why everyone's being nice to him. Like right. it's because he did good work and he, cause like he proved himself again. So I love that song and it feels fitting for this new season of the show. And, yeah. uh, we love you, Cuddy. Uh, we might do a month. We might put him on the March madness bracket. We'll see. Um, so yeah. Uh, thank you so much. Like that was a great first episode. I think that one really, uh, this, like the yeah. rapport was fun, you know, and yeah. uh, a lot of profound stuff too. You can follow the show at IBMTLTT on Facebook and Instagram, maybe Twitter someday. We'll make, we might make an account and uh, you can follow me at Andrew A. Lee on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, where can people find you, Sean? Uh, follow me on Instagram, uh, at T1 underscore Sean 599. Yeah. How about you, Michael? And you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at, at Lemon Taco. Hell yeah. And uh, by the way, like Michael's uh, uh, Twitter account is so funny. Um, <laughs> like uh, it's, it's really, it's refreshing to have a funny person on the show for a change. Um, so in the meantime. Wow. <laughs> Uh, Fuck you. <laughs> there's, there's more joke about me uh, than you, guys, than oh, you Sean. Well. Um, uh, in the meantime, uh, thank you so much. Uh, you could follow. You could email us at I've been meaning to listen to that gmail dot com. Um, you can uh, give us. You could rate us five stars on. Um, Apple Podcasts or iTunes or whatever. Oh, this is a new thing we'll do. Uh, for every 
uh, review, you know, what you can it can be negative if you want it to be. For every review uh, you put on our uh, iTunes, uh, we'll donate one ch- dollar to charity. Yeah, we'll don't like if we're um, this month, we're going to do uh, Doctors Without Borders, and this is the only January episode, so like that'll just be that. Um, so, yeah, $1 for every review on iTunes or, you know, Apple Podcasts. And that'll help with the algorithm. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll, like, have a more canonical, like, um, one next week. Um, but in the meantime, uh, let's uh, conclude this episode with a closing sentiment from Sean. Merry, Merry Christmas, Christmas to all. And to, to all. all. To all. And to and all. To all. <laughs> Thank you so much, everybody. Have a good Christmas. <laughs> Christmas. Ho, 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 ho. Or Hanukkah or Kwanzaa. Click.